It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. You're going to be an integral part of the show today. I'm ready. Even more than normal, because I didn't do anything last night. Last night or today. Lazy I, or I just, just didn't care? Lazy. Just jotted down some notes. Got a St. X game tonight right here on the Big X. So that's where your precedent is. Yes. Eastern High School, the Eagles and the St. X Tigers, 730. Tip off, 715 pregame. You can join myself and Tony Burke on the call right here on the Big X tonight. Is that at St. X? That is at St. X. Good for you. Did you hear about the student with a gun at Eastern this morning? Uh, no. I don't think he was on the team, though. No. Maybe not. I have no idea. Gun fell out of his backpack. Tuesday, well, that happens when you don't secure it. That's true. Tuesday, January 24th, it's cold outside. Scooter's got his IU toboggan on. Inside. It's cold inside, <laughs> too, but it's really cold outside. Uh, 502-384-1450. That's the M&M Cartage Hotline. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, as always, 502-414-1450. Right now, get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, along with a fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottle soda. All you have to do is become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Going to talk a little bracketology today. It's January 24th. We're, what, five and a half weeks away from Selection Sunday? Four and a half weeks away from Selection Sunday? That's amazing. I can't. I can't. I was told there would be no math. I'll tell you in the next segment exactly how long we are till Selection Sunday. But look, Indiana's 50 to 1, Scooter, to win it all. I'll take I it. I checked this morning uh, at my favorite stop. They're 50 to 1. Kentucky's 30 to 1. Now, who are you betting, Kentucky or Indiana, if you had to bet one? Uh, depends on the draw. I'm betting Indiana. But surface level, yeah, Indiana. I mean, they've got, look, Kentucky's got an All-American. He's not a future pro. Indiana's got an All-American that's a future pro. And maybe they're going to get healthier. I didn't think Race Thompson should have played the other day. No, absolutely not. And I said that yesterday. You weren't here. Yeah, You need to get here on Monday. You weren't here. <laughs> I wanted your opinion on that because I think he played four minutes. The, at the end of the game, they kind of had to bring him in because of foul issues. People were fouling out left and right. Mm-hmm. But that first half, let him get healthy. You're in the tournament. And this year, more than any other year, I think, it doesn't matter where you're seated. It makes no difference in the world. I, I think he's probably healthy. That's why they trotted him out there. Well, he but sure in, didn't look In terms of like game shape, he's probably not in game shape. Comfort was optional. He was not comfortable at all. Uh, but, wow, what a performance from uh, Jackson Davis. Yeah. I thought Geronimo was good again. Uh, your boy Miller Cop, Jeez. he had a dunk. He did have a dunk. You don't expect that. <laughs> but uh, Renew was good off the bench, and Tamar Bates. You get that out of Tamar Bates, five out of six threes. And his and his kid wins the uh, the baby 
running, uh, you know, crawling from the inline to oh, half did court really? race. Uh, yeah, I during didn't one of the TV that. timeouts. That's awesome. That's a big day. <laughs> That's a proud day. You know what? Good job. I'm going to go out and hit some threes now. That's great. All right, uh, Duke and Kansas both lose last night. There you go. Here we Duke lost to a team that was one in seven in conference. Virginia Tech had lost seven straight games. They were at home, and here's something you're going to find crazy. Virginia Tech was favoring that game. Yeah, Vegas knows. Seventy-eight, seventy-five was the final. What were that was spread? Was like two and a half, two right? or two and a half, something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> I had Duke for the record. Kansas loses their third straight, uh, 75-69 on the road to Baylor. They've lost road games to Kansas State and Baylor, but they sandwiched that with a stink bomb at home against TCU. I don't know who's good. I keep saying it. I don't know who's really good. Right now, Purdue, Houston, Alabama, the top three. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not even the top three in the country anymore. Tennis, well, are they? I didn't see where Houston went down. To Houston me. dropped to four. Okay. Uh, Alabama's two. I'm trying to think who three was. Oh, well. That's why I have you here, to do the research. Uh, The Bengals are now one-and-a-half-point favorites at Kansas City. I'll say that again. Cincinnati is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the AFC Championship game at Kansas City. Now, this begs the question, how bad is Patrick Mahomes injured ankle? Mm Mm-hmm. Who's number two, who's number three? I know uh, it is it. Houston. It is Houston. Yeah, Tennessee's four. Okay. Um, is Kansas City just not telling us? Because look, Vegas knows. All right, Vegas knows everything. When you look at a spread and ask the question why, it's because Las Vegas knows whether or not Patrick Mahomes is going to play, how bad his injury is, how effective he might be. And Kansas City started as a three-point favorite. Mm -hmm. As soon as the game ended, the Bengal game ended on Sunday, Kansas City was a three-point favorite. It went to one quickly, and now Cincinnati is one and a half, two in some places. But isn't that all fluctuated due to betting? It is due to betting. Yeah. But those betters are Vegas veterans. They know, and they're betting a lot of money. Well, on, you, on the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, because you, this spread, they want you to bet Kansas City now to even the money up. You say that Vegas knows best. I I like to look at the opening lines and keep that same mindset. So if they had, if they started with Chiefs minus three, but I'm going to go with Vegas. On but that. it was Sunday night. They didn't know how severe. There's no way to know how severe this injury is. And it would not surprise me. I'm not saying he won't play because mm-hmm. he's Patrick Mahomes. He went in the locker room with a high ankle sprain. Got shot up, came back out, but a high ankle sprain's different. Uh, it's it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And if he's not going to play, if I'm Kansas City, I'm not telling anybody he's not going to play. The Bengals aren't getting that information because then they get to prepare for Chad Henney. And, and now they're going to prepare for Patrick Mahomes. They're going to prepare a little bit for Chad Henney. But <laughs> believe me, if Chad Henney's a starting quarterback, Bengals going to be pretty happy. What percentage would you put on Mahomes not playing? 15. Really? It's low. I'm at zero. No, it's low. I am at 0%. There's no shot he does not play. Okay, I'm going to remember that because I think there is a shot he does not play. That would be a shame. That I mean, he's, he's he's still going to be. He was still fine when he came back from the injury. He, now he had some mobility issues, 
But he's still the, he's still Patrick Mahomes. He's going to find unique ways to get his receivers the ball. But he's not going to be able to get out of the pocket. Right. He's not going to be able to scramble for, for yardage. Uh, and Bengal pass rushers are going to be able to get to him quicker because of his lack of mobility. Would uh, you prefer a banged a, up? He's still got a – oh, I would prefer a one-legged Patrick Mahomes. Over Henny? Over Chad Henny. Okay. Chad Henney did a great job when he came in Saturday. Uh-huh. I mean, he led him on a 98-yard draft. I mean, if you're the backup quarterback and they say, all right, Patrick's hurt, you get one drive, we're going to start you at the two-yard line. And you go 98 yards, guess what? There's going to be a little extra in your paycheck. We're giving you a little bit extra in your paycheck for that drive alone. It's like Mahomes' wife said, anything is possible. She said that, not me. No, you just said it. <laughs> well, she said it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, here's a Bengal stat for you I heard this weekend. In the 53 years of the Bengal franchise before Joe Burrow, they were 0-7 in playoff road games. Wow. They've won their last three with Joe Burrow. That went over Buffalo. Um, that was a just that was just a we're better than you game. Mm-hmm. We're better than you. We're, we're better on every phase of the game. Uh, Buffalo's got a little soul searching to do now. Because Josh Allen... A lot of fum- – led the league in fumbles com- uh, and interceptions combined this year. Um, Did he really? Stephon, yes. Stephon Diggs left the locker room before everybody even got in there, was was brought back by a teammate, and then stayed a little bit and left again. He's been on Twitter the last couple of days saying, uh, you know, I was mad, dude. I'm, I'm hurt. I want to win. Something's got to change. I don't know what has to change. Stephon Diggs, by the way, didn't make a difference in that game. Uh, so the Bengals now one-and-a-half-point favorites over Kansas City on Sunday, and Philadelphia is still two-and-a-half over San Francisco. We got excited about the Giants, just like we got excited about the Jaguars. Jaguars lived up to the hype, even though they lost. Mm-hmm. The Giants certainly did not. And Daniel Jones lost a lot of money in that game. He lost a lot of money because the Giants have to decide now, are we going to pay him or are we going to franchise tag him? Well, you're not going to pay him. You're not going to pay him for five years, 200 plus million dollars. You're going to franchise tag him. And now you got to sign Saquon Barkley as well. I know running back's not as important in the league, but for this team it is. Yeah. And the, the talks broke off early in the season. He is a free agent. You got to find a way to keep Saquon Barkley, because Dan Daniel Jones needs Saquon Barkley, um, or whatever next quarterback they have. I, I could see him drafting like a Will Levis, reuniting him with Wandale Robinson. Ooh, that would be juicy. That would be juicy. I don't know where the Giants draft. Um, it's not going to be high. No, it's not high enough to get a Will Levis. You're going to have to trade up, and who? What kind of capital do you have to trade up? Other draft picks, maybe. But uh, here, all right, here's. I heard this. I'm going to steal this uh, poll today. Not, I'm not going to have a poll, but I'm going to steal it. Biggest concern going into the Sunday's playoff games. Brock Purdy's inexperience. Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Or what was the Bengals? Their offensive line. Oh, Bengals' offensive line. <laughs> Biggest concern. For me, it would be. It's got to be Mahomes, right? That or Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm kind of torn between the other two. And I would say Bengals, but 
If you, I mean, their offensive line was beat up in that Bills game, but they just changed their offense. They did, just did things differently than they typically do, and it worked with resounding success. Philadelphia is going to try to run the ball. Yeah. And San Francisco, because of Brock Purdy, is going to try to run the ball. So I don't think Brock Purdy, unless they get behind, is a issue. Um, Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, if they run, look, San Francisco's got a best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. You're not going to run the ball on them. You're just not. Dallas couldn't, and I know Tony Pollard broke his leg, unfortunately, but Elliott couldn't get anything going. You're not going to run the ball against the Giants. So I'm I'm concerned about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. They didn't have to showcase Jalen Hurts on uh, on Saturday because the the Giants were so bad. I didn't see his stats. How many passes did he end up throwing? I've got it right here because I do my research. Hit me. Uh, Hertz was 16 of 24 for wow. 100, 154 yards. So no no long passes. Yeah, He did throw two short touchdowns. And and they didn't let him run the ball either. I mean, that's kind of – They didn't want him getting hit. It's kind of like a situation with the that the Bengals had. I mean, just if this guy can't launch it down the field of 60 yards, switch your whole offense up. Go to the short pass, the screen passes, what have you. And Because of the weather the other day. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing with Buffalo. they got to find a running game. When Josh Allen's your leading rusher all year long, you got to find a run again. Here's what happened to Buffalo. They lost Brian Dayball. Sean McDermott's a defensive coach, does a really good job. They need an offensive guy to come in there and deal with Josh Allen, handle Josh Allen. Brian Dayball was that guy. He gets a head coaching job. and they I don't know who the offensive coordinator for the Bills was, but it didn't work. It just didn't work this year. And those windows close, Right. They close quickly because oh, yeah. Josh Allen's getting paid. Therefore, they're going to lose, you know, because of salary issues, they're going to lose guys that they should try to keep or guys that they want to bring in there. They're not going to be able to. That's where the Niners are in great shape. They got Brock Purdy. He was the last pick in the league. It's his first year. They got three more years before they have to worry about extending a guy like Brock Purdy. That's why I. I just hate how much these guys get paid. I mean, if I'm Josh Allen, look, I'm making $64 million a year, but you're telling me that I could drop down to $44 million a year and we could have just a way better talent Tom around Brady me? Tom Brady did that. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take the $44 million and have a better team around me. Tom Brady had a wife at the time that made more money than him, so he could do that. That's incredible for what it's worth. That's incredible. But it's 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 an ego game because Lamar Jackson – would be signed right now yeah. if he didn't want the Deshaun Watson contract. Yep, But he does because, hey, I got an MVP. He doesn't. I'm better than him. I got to be paid more than him. No, you don't. I say this all the time. How much is enough? How much is, is enough? Do you really need $260 million to play quarterback in the NFL? What if I gave you $200 million? What if I gave you $180 million? You couldn't live on that and your kids live on that for the rest of your life? You could give me a thousandth of that and I'll make that happen. 180,000? Yeah. (laughs) If you invest it in the right places, absolutely. Uh, Bill O'Brien leaves Alabama. He will be the new offensive coordinator at New England. All right. Way to go, Bill. Bill Belichick tried to make two defensive coordinators offensive coaches this past year. (laughs) Matt Patricia was calling the plays. Joe Judge was in on it. Former head coaches who were on staff with Belichick as defensive coaches back on staff and basically were co-offense coordinators. That did not work. 
It took Bill, I guess, a whole year to figure that out because now he goes to uh, Alabama to take Bill O'Brien. Alabama's coordinators usually get poached by college teams to be head coaches. This time he loses Bill O'Brien back to the NFL as a coordinator, so Alabama looking for a uh, offense coordinator. Where was O'Brien in his last stint? Penn State for a while. He was the head coach at Penn State after the whole Paterno-Sandusky mm-hmm. debacle. Because uh, he spent some time in the I NFL, I think he no? went to New England. Oh, oh yeah, he, he was, was no, he was Texans. The Texans head yeah, coach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I think he was New England's OC for a short period of time, then became the Texans head coach. Okay, yeah. Then went to Alabama after he got Yeah, fired. I thought he had already been with the Patriots as OC. He had. He had, well, as a coach. I'm not sure if he was the OC, but he was an offensive coach. Um. All right. I don't know why we're talking NFL on a Tuesday, <laughs> five days from game day. It's your show. It is my show. Louisville, I checked this morning. Louisville is down to 334 in the net rankings. Is that an improvement or? Uh, they were three. They were, uh, it's right around the same. They didn't play this weekend, which was the only way they didn't lose. Hey, at least they're not hovering around 360 anymore. 363 is the num- the worst in the country. 334. I guess they're moving up. They are the lowest power five school by far. The next closest is Cal, Cal Berkeley, the Bears, 240. So Louisville is nine, or I'm sorry, 290. Louisville is 44 spots behind Cal. South Carolina, by the way, is 277. And I go back to Kentucky losing at home to South Carolina. It's a quad four loss. Mm-hmm. That is worth probably two spots on the uh, on the line come Selection Sunday. Two spots on the seed line. Uh, Joe Lenardi's bracketology is out. He put it out about an hour ago again. Kentucky is in last four in. Now, if you're last four in, that means you play in Dayton on Tuesday. Okay? Here are the other three teams last four in, one of which would be Kentucky's opponent, if this is accurate. Arizona State, Bobby Hurley. Northwestern, who I watched a little bit of last night and fell asleep. <laughs> and Penn State, Coach Micah Shrewsbury in the Nittany Lions, who will mm. play tonight, by the way, at Rutgers. Those are the last four in. Uh, well, at least Kentucky's not in the last four out right now. So there is that. That's last. True. Ohio State and Maryland are among the four teams' last four buys. The number one seeds, Purdue, Alabama, Houston, and Tennessee, exactly like the AP poll has it. Uh, Indiana, I don't have them on here anywhere. That means they're not in the top 16 seeds. But uh, I would say right now Indiana's probably a six, maybe a seven. Yeah, that's about right. They're right there. Uh, Louisville is not nowhere to be found. Uh, Big Ten, by the way, according to Lenardi, 11 bids right now. 11. Now, that's with Ohio State, Maryland, Penn State, and Northwestern, four of the last eight in. But 11 out of the Big Ten, seven out of the ACC, six for the SEC Big 12, and five out of the Big East. 11 seems too many, like too many, doesn't it? Oh, it does. And that, that'll work itself out. I mean, Big Ten teams will beat up on each other as the season I goes on. I tried to watch Wisconsin. I, again, I had it in a parlay. I had a little uh, whiskey love, and they lost. But, my goodness. They're more boring than Northwestern. Wisconsin and Northwestern. Northwestern's actually pretty fun to watch. 
I disagree from what I saw last night. Yeah, but what, maybe that was a great performance. Maybe Wisconsin was making it that bad. All right, let's take a break. I'm past break time. Uh, where will Sean Payton end up? Here I am, back to the NFL. <laughs> we'll talk more about the uh, net rankings. Kentucky with a big game at Vanderbilt tonight. They're all big games now for Kentucky because you're trying to get into the tournament. So we'll talk about that. The uh, singer of the national anthem for the Super Bowl has been named. We'll get to that. And the Academy Award nominations are out. If you know me at all, you know I love movies. We will touch on the Best Picture nominees. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Kenny Payne having his uh, pre-Notre Dame, pre-Boston uh, College press conference right now out at the, uh, out at the practice facility. Says uh, talks about the new addition from uh, NBA of Africa, Emmanuel Okorafor. Says he's very physical, good activity, comes from a place where they play physical, but he is still undecided on when Okorafor will play. Why do you bring him in if he's not going to play? Uh, prepare him for you're next two year. and seventeen. Throw him in the mix. What do you got to lose? I agree. Uh, By the way, his last name sounds like that stuff Trump wanted us to drink for COVID. Wow. The chloroform. Uh, sounds like chloroform to me. <laughs> but uh, so the cards play tomorrow night, late night, 9 o'clock at Boston College. Uh, we'll talk more about that game tomorrow. I mentioned the uh, net rankings, cards 334. Scooters, uh, Eastern Michigan Eagles are 341 now. Not great. They got four wins, right? They're projected to lose out. Louisville's got two. Almost projected to lose out. But you brought up a, an interesting point. You could get uh, – your your bet could get derailed in the postseason. It could. Yeah, only eight MAC teams make their conference tournament. And EMU will not be EMU one of them. EMU will not be one of them. So they have no hope at extra wins. All the ACC teams make the tournament? Yeah, pretty I sure. Think so. Yeah. And Louisville, by the way, if they do they, – they'll be the last seed, but they'll be playing – a 12 or 13 seed. Yeah. seed, something like that, in the first, you know, like the mm-hmm. the pre-round to get in the tournament. So they could actually win a game there. Oh, you're shaking your head. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Ah, good stuff. Uh, Kentucky, by the way, is 38th in the latest. They moved up one spot today. I don't know who lost yesterday, went below them, but they moved up one spot today. 38. What do you think Indiana is? Uh, remember, they're like in the low 20s, right? 19. Yeah. They're 19 today. Uh, Purdue, by the way, is four. It's one, two, three, four. Houston, Tennessee is two. Per, uh, Alabama, three. And then uh, Purdue is four in the net rankings, hmm. which the committee puts a lot of stock into. And again, when you go back to it, Kentucky's got a quad one win at Tennessee, but they got a quad four loss at home against South Carolina. And that loss 
tips the scales a little more than the win against Tennessee does. Well, I mean, if they're truly bank ranking it off of net ranks rankings, and Kentucky's sitting at thirty-eight, how in the hell are they on? The well, it's first not, that's four not out? the entire ranking system. I mean, that's that's not the only thing they use. They use a bunch of other things: quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four, where you finish in your uh, in your conference, things like that. So, I mean. Uh, with Kentucky being 38, there are teams ahead of them, like Texas A&M's ahead of them in conference, but I'm willing to bet they're below Kentucky in the net ranking. Mm-hmm. So they don't just go by the net ranking. Um, but 38, if you're 38, I think you're in. Yeah. I think you're in if you stay 38. Now, you got Kentucky comes into this game tonight at Vanderbilt with uh, a 13-6 record, 4-3 and three in conference, six losses. The question is, how many losses is too many? How many losses is too many? Um, is nine too many? Do you have to if you if you lose nine, do you have to win a game in the SEC tournament? No. If you lose ten, do you have to win a game in the SEC no. tournament? Twelve would be my number. Oh, I don't know. Nineteen and thirteen or eighteen and thirteen? Nineteen and twelve, you're in? Maybe not. Yeah. Um Let's take a look at the schedule while I'm thinking about it. I don't think about much. I tell you what would be a big win, even though they've lost three in a row, to beat Kansas on Saturday. Yeah. Even though it's a home game, Kansas, by the way, dropped a ninth in the country yesterday. Uh, your adult, your road games. Let's just talk about the road games they got left. At Ole Miss, winnable. At Georgia, winnable. At Mississippi State, winnable. At Florida, winnable. Uh, and at Arkansas. Now Arkansas's that'd be tough. Arkansas's an anomaly. Yeah. It is the last game of the year. The place will be jacked up. They've had injuries. They'll be maybe getting a guy or two back. Muss will probably take his shirt off. He will take his shirt off. That's not even a maybe. That's a that's a guarantee. <laughs> you can't even get odds in Vegas on that. Home games Kansas, Florida, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Auburn and Vanderbilt. Auburn's a good team. Tennessee was going to want revenge for sure. Um, and look, you got Arkansas twice and you got Florida twice down the road here. Let's say you lose four of those games. All right. One, two, three, four. That means you will have won eight other games. You would be 21 and 10 going into the SEC tournament. That's good enough? Yeah, I would say so. Oof. I don't know. But that's also coming from an Indiana fan who I don't know. Twenty one and ten is a great season. Because so many there's so much parody. There is so much parody. And when it gets down to it, I hate to say this, if you're twenty one and ten and another team is twenty one and ten and you've got a quad four loss and they don't, that could tip the scales. What and about- then and then you're gonna have an SEC tournament game. So maybe twenty one and eleven? I mean, if you're gonna p- compare the quad four losses, you gotta compare the quad one wins too. You do, but quad four losses, I'm telling you, they take they take much more off of your resume than a quad one win puts on your resume. That's just the way it is. Maybe it shouldn't be that way. Now, they get a break tonight. Liam Robbins, who leads the Commodores in scoring, bless you, Scooter, and scoring at 13.2 points, 5.9 rebounds leads the team. He's shooting 55% from the field. He is out with a foot injury, seven-footer. They've got... One player, 6'8 or taller, who has significant minutes this season, meaningful minutes, one player, 6'8 or taller. And Oscar Shibway, 
I don't know how they're going to defend him. Uh, I'm sure they'll throw a lot of guys at him and hope that Kentucky misses threes. Here's what I saw the other day in the Kentucky win. They got a lot of open threes. They didn't hit a bunch of them. Man, but if Reeves they did. did Reeves did, but the other guys did not. Frederick, I think, was 2 of 10. Uh, Case and Wallace missed a bunch. This is what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to collapse on Chibwe and say, if you beat us with threes, you beat us with threes. If this team can shoot three-pointers, they have a much higher ceiling than if they can't shoot three-pointers. And I feel bad for Severe Wheeler. I do. But this is a different team than when he was playing 38 minutes a game. It's just a different team. Case and Wallace at the point. You got Frederick starting with Livingston, but in the the bottom line is at the end of the game, on the offensive end of the floor, it's going to be Wallace, Frederick, Antonio Reeves, Jacob Toppin, and Oscar Shibway. That's going to be your lineup. And three of those guys can shoot the three. And if they're hitting open threes, this is going to be a hard team to get rid of in March. Because if you're going to guard the three, then Shibway is going to, when did he have that night? 34 and 27, 27 or something yeah. like that? He won't have nights like that against many teams, but he'll have nights where he's, you know, 25 and 15. Well, and that's the thing is if you do leave those guys open along the perimeter, that's going to be long rebounds if they don't go in. Who's going to grab those long rebounds? And we've seen Oscar. This, yeah, and we've seen this before in the tournament. It is hard to make shots six games in a row. It's hard. Alabama, who likes to shoot the three, it's hard. There's going to come a game in the tournament where you're going to miss those threes and your defense is going to have to win the game for you. Uh, Kentucky, by the way, as I check the spread, is a now a six-point favorite tonight at Vanderbilt. Look, it's Vanderbilt. So you get this thing in your mind as a fan that they stink because it's Vanderbilt. Um, Jerry Stockhouse has done a terrific job. He has. But Kentucky's won three in a row against Vandy. They go for four straight now. They, uh, I think they play them twice in the remaining portion of the schedule. Am I yeah, right about that? You, yeah, yeah they, that. they play Vanderbilt at home as well. Uh, in fact, that'll be the home finale this year. Uh, so you got Vandy twice, Arkansas twice, Florida twice, Tennessee with a return trip to, uh, to uh, Rupp Arena to get some revenge. So... I think the hard part of the schedule is probably over. You don't get Alabama again. Uh, A&M's 5-1 in conference. You don't get them again. Obviously, the out-of-conference. I think Kentucky, if they had one of those out-of-conference wins, whether it was Michigan State uh, or Gonzaga or UCLA, just one of those, they'd be in great shape. But the win over Louisville means nothing. The win over Michigan right now doesn't mean a whole lot. They didn't have any quality wins. Now, the Michigan one could get better. Michigan's doing pretty good in the Big Ten. Not bad. But they don't have any quality out-of-conference wins. And this this program usually has pretty good out-of-conference quality win. Maybe they get one Saturday against Kansas. Yeah. And so with the big size discrepancy we talked about earlier with Robbins being out for Vanderbilt tonight, how you feel about Oscar 14-and-a-half rebounds? I feel pretty good about it, yeah. Because same. I don't know, I don't know how they keep him off the board. I, I have no idea how they keep him from getting rebounds. Here's what Oscar does too. That uh, I don't know if I like it. He he, t- he grabs rebounds from his own guys. Mm-hmm. You notice that? Yeah. 
He's like, get away. It seems like it happens once a game where he knocks. They knock it out of bounds yes. fighting over it. Yes. Or Toppin's got it and he just takes it away from him. <laughs> yeah. Let him. You can let your teammate have some rebounds. You already won player of the year. You're not going to win player of the year again. Nobody does that. Don't worry about that. All right, let's take a break. I do want to talk about the Academy Awards and the Super Bowl National Anthem Singer. One, by the way, one game in the system tonight. I know the system was terrible over the weekend, but we're going to stick with it because that's what I do. The rowboat is sinking into the water, but I'm going to keep on rowing and bailing water out of this thing. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in the studio. Final segment on this Tuesday. Tony Burke will join me in studio tomorrow for the John and Tony Dog and Pony Show. Uh, Scooter always has fun with that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't forget tonight, high school basketball right here on the Big X. Uh, Jefferson County, Louisville basketball. Eastern High School, the Eagles at St. X. Take on the Tigers, 7.30 tip-off, 7.15 pregame. I will be joined on the broadcast by Tony Burke. You can listen right here on the Big X tonight. It's a lot of Tony on the Big X. A lot of Tony. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. 384-1450 is the number. 502-384-1450. Last chance to get your call into the show. Also, to get your text into the show. 502-414-1450. My buddy texts me, John, I'm not a defending the quad four loss to South Carolina. No excuse. Should have still won. But... Seth Davis correctly pointed out UK played that game without Toppin and Wallace. He said the committee may not push as much and put as much emphasis on that game due to the injuries. That's true. Wallace played, uh, scored four points, played eight minutes before he went out with injury, and Toppin didn't play at all. And my man Unyanso didn't get in, so maybe that uh, factors in as well. No, <laughs> no, maybe not. Unyanso, uh, but that is a good point. That's actually a terrific point. Um, injuries are factored in. So take Indiana, for example. They lose Xavier Johnson, Race Thompson. They lose some games. Maybe they don't lose if they have those guys right when they lost them. They've adjusted since then and are playing great basketball. But those that three-game losing streak came right after those injuries. So there's a, there's a chance that Indiana gets a break on those as well. So this, this works out for a lot of teams sometimes, right? Yeah. Not, nothing to add? No. I'm, I mean, not, that's what it is. Rihanna will be the uh, halftime show, of course, in this year's Super Bowl. John, they didn't announce that this morning. No, we know that. She's the halftime show. You said they announced no, it I this didn't. morning. No, I didn't. I said they announced who the national anthem singer will be. Oh, okay. Rihanna is going to be the halftime, halftime entertainer. Okay. That's, we've known that for months. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to sing the national anthem, Scooter? And I hope you didn't cheat. Let's hear it. I want you to guess. Um, country singer, I'll give you that. Country singer, Luke Bryan. Country singer, uh, Grammy, multi-Grammy award-winning country singer. Multiple um, Morgan Wallen. From Staffordsville, Kentucky. Oh, he's on the phone. I guess I got a call. From Staffordsville, Chris Kentucky. Chris Stapleton. There you go. Yeah. Chris Stapleton singing the anthem. I'm jacked up about Rihanna. Riri, as I like to call Are her. you? Yeah, that's going to be fun. She, I, I'm more jacked up when it's a um, national anthem. 
not national anthem, when it's halftime show about who the guests that we don't know are showing up. That's what I'm more jacked up about because she'll bring some guests. But Chris Stapleton, national anthem, yeah, I am awesome. on board. Oh, and that'll definitely go over two and a half minutes. I am on board. Or whatever the over-under is. Let's go to the M&M Cartage hotline and bring in David. Uh, good afternoon, David. Yeah, no, thanks for taking my call, John. Sure. Um, just speaking of, of the NFL and what was going on over the weekend, I noticed that after the uh, San Francisco-Dallas game, and I went over to ESPN after you know Fox you know had the NF, you know the the Dallas San Francisco game. Yep. I, I was really interested. It, it's interesting that was a, Jerry Jones was the you know the the first interview when ESPN and and, and I was wondering if you know often with the with the Cowboys with you know the way their football team you know works or whatever. I was wondering if, if Jerry Jones somehow you know is at practices and somehow involved with coaches. Oh. And, I just Jerry, wonder what's going on there. Look, Jerry Jones, you know, the first, you know, that, that talks about the game. The Cowboys move the needle. They do. They're, they're certain, yeah, they do. If you watch some of these national shows, there are certain topics that they talk about every day. LeBron James, Steph yep. Curry, the Lakers, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, the Yankees, yep. West baseball season. They all, these are the hot topics. Jerry Jones yep. wants to be involved. And yeah, he does. I, I, sure, yeah. I am sure <laughs> that ESPN had that interview lined up. Win or lose, yep. we're going to have Jerry Jones on literally five minutes after the game ends. Yeah, that's what I thought was Absolutely. very interesting, you know, because you don't find it with other owners. You know, you don't. Because the networks believe that is what makes people watch. They That's what they want to see. Yeah. I don't want to see Jerry Jones. I don't care what Jerry Jones has to say. He did mention that Mike McCarthy's job is safe. Okay, we'll see if right. that's actually mm-hmm. the case. But, you know, he's disappointed. He's 80 years old. The Cowboys have Oh, yeah, been, but he doesn't sound like it, though. He doesn't sound like they it. They have though. not been you know, for, to the conference 80. championship. Not Forget the Super Bowl. They haven't been to the conference championship game since 1995. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, Jerry wants to, wants to win here. He's not going to. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have eternal life granted upon him. He's, he's gonna <laughs> he probably away. thinks he does. He probably bro. thinks he does, but he's going to pass away <laughs> at some point. David, thank you for right. the call, buddy. I appreciate sure it. Sure will. Sure will. Sure will. Right. All right, Scooter. I got to do this because I, if I didn't, I wouldn't be me. This uh, I talk about movies a lot on this show, especially in the mm-hmm. summertime. Summertime, you know, you got baseball. I guess you got the uh, combine. I don't know. What do we got? Some vacations. So I talk movies. The Academy Award nominations came out. I know you're not a movie guy. No. Um, but don't be a hater. Here are the 10 pictures nominated for an Academy Award. All Quiet on the Western Front. Now, I can watch that, by the way, on Netflix right now, I believe. Never heard of it. Uh, it's a, a remake of an old, old movie of the same title. Avatar, The Way of Water. Have Part you of seen that? that? No. Okay. It's three hours long. Heck no, I haven't seen it. I haven't it. seen the first one. No, same. To be quite honest about it. Yeah. The Banshees of Inisherin. Now, this is a Scottish film. Colin Farrell is in it. Brendan Gleeson is in it. Uh, it is on HBO Max, so I will get... To, I like to watch all the movies before the award show. I, I want to see all ten. My daughter does this, too. What are She's the odds that you get that done? Huh? What are the odds that you get that done? Uh, I'll get seven of them watched, if not all ten. Elvis, which I've seen. And the performance by the lead act, the actor 
who is, by the way, up for an Oscar, uh, and his name escapes me, but I'll find it right here because I, I took a picture of that as well. Um, Austin Butler. He had a small role in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But he was great. I just don't think the movie was that good. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I don't have to watch that one. I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Have you Tom seen? Tom Hanks was in that as uh, the the Colonel. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. And is that better than Elvis? I think he did at least as good a job. Oh, the movie's better than Elvis. Yeah. Okay. But I think Austin Butler did at least as good a job as Rami Malek did as Freddie Mercury. Gotcha. And he was fantastic, and so was Rami Malek as Freddie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't know what that is. Never heard of it. But I'll find it. My daughter said, thumbs up. The Fablemans. That's a Steven Spielberg movie. Tar. Um, there's a great actress in that. I can't remember who it is. Top Gun Maverick, which I'm a little bit surprised because popular movies don't usually get nominated. Top Gun Maverick's going to be the highest grossing movie of the year, financially. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. Mm. Seen the original n- numerous times. Yeah. Uh, but I will see it before the awards shows. Triangle of Sadness, that doesn't that's a title that doesn't make me want to see it. <laughs> and Women Talking, that's another title that doesn't make me want to see it. You need <sighs> you need Circle of Sadness and Women Sleeping. Uh, I think if I'm gonna not watch a couple of these movies, Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking are leading the way in me not watching. Uh, best actor, Austin Butler, I mentioned from uh, Elvis. He was fantastic. Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inisherin. I can't even say it. Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Paul Mescal in After Sun. And Bill Nighy, who I love, in the movie called Living. I just got a text from uh, Middletown Mo. You haven't seen Top Gun Maverick? It's awesome. I've heard it's just Top Gun remade. Same jokes. You know, Tommy Tommy Cruise wins in the end, as he always does. Still singing the song. Kind of the same thing. Uh, best actress, Kate Blanchett from Tar. That's who I, whose name I couldn't remember. Anna DeArmas uh, in Blonde. Wait, Ad- she's not a blonde. Andrea, I don't care. She's <laughs> in the movie Blonde. Andrea Ro- Riseborough in To Leslie. Michelle Williams, who's great in everything, in The Fablemans. And uh, Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So those are your nominees. Um, I love the Oscars. I love movies. I know you don't. Uh, the best movie. What's the best movie you ever saw? And if you say Caddyshack, we got an issue. <laughs> Can I get back to you on that yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's do that Think tomorrow. about that. Best yeah. movie you ever saw. Okay. Uh, actually. Mine's Godfather 2. Uh, it, it doesn't get better. It's not my favorite movie of all time. It's the best movie I ever saw. Recency bias has me wanting to say Bohemian Rhapsody. Just because I'm a huge Queen fan, I thought that movie, movie was well done. Great the music movie. in it was great. The guys playing the band members mm-hmm. were unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the one dude played the little kid in Jurassic Park. He was the little kid in Jur- the little boy in Jurassic Park. I bet you didn't know that. Jurassic Park could be up for contention. Greatest movie ever? Maybe. I got to put my thinking cap on for that one. <sighs> I'm I'm different because I if I told you and I'm not going to if I told you my favorite movie of all time the judgment would be non-ending notebook no <laughs> but it's along that that vein Titanic no no 
I can't do it. I'm embarrassed to say it. My final guess would be Pitch Perfect. No, never saw it. Ooh, you're missing out. That's a great movie. <laughs> great movie. <laughs> missing out on Pitch Perfect. Great movie. Tony Burke, by the way, just sent a text. He agrees on uh, Middletown Moe's assessment that Top Gun Maverick is awesome. Uh, you got to have a lot of testosterone for uh, Top Gun Maverick. you got to say it like you say it, too. I don't think you have to have a lot of testosterone for women talking or <laughs> the Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness. Who wants to watch that? Don't judge it based off the name. All right. you got to watch it. I don't have to watch anything. I choose to watch these movies. What did I watch last night? Oh, Die Hard was on again on uh, Stars Encore. The Christmas so, movie? Yes, absolutely. Trevor Kelsey's opinion notwithstanding, <laughs> it is 100% a Christmas movie. The director has said as much. And you know what's not? Who has said it's not? Bruce Willis says it's not. So Ooh. I don't know who you listen to. Well, there. drama. Triangles. Uh, triangle of Sadness, two hours, 27 minutes, Whew. starring Tobias Thorwood, Harris Dickinson, Cheribi Dean. I don't know any of these people. All right, let's read the, uh, a fashion model celebrity couple join an eventful cruise for the super rich. Sounds great. No, no. Apparently, Woody Harrelson is in it as an unhinged boat captain. Yeah. All right, now you got me. <laughs> now you've got my attention. <laughs> and it didn't have to be Woody Harrelson, but unhinged boat captain. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm in. I am completely in on that. Wow. My buddy uh, Buck from... Uh, uh, here's something. I don't get any text during the show. I bring up movies, boom. Everybody's time. All your buddies want in. Buck from Iroquois Park says semi-pro. Mm. <laughs> wow. You got to go way down mm. the list. Yeah. It's a great, I love semi-pro. It's not a great movie. Uh, Triangle of Sad. I got to look up one more, Scooter. Women Talking. 2022, Rooney Mara, who I like. Claire Foy, who I don't know, Jesse Buckley, Frances McDormand, Oscar winner. Her, she plays Scarface, Jans. I don't know who that is, but all right, I'm a little interested. Judith, I, okay, I've gotten 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 credits in. 14th credit is a guy. <laughs> so I guess it's women talking. There's no description. Do nothing or stay and fight or leave. In 2010, the women of an isolated religious community grapple with reconciling a brutal reality with their faith. Hmm. Sounds like they're in a cult and they're going to try to get out. Probably Mormons. Called Women Talking. It is up for an Academy Award. Sarah Polly, surprisingly a woman, is the director. Women Talking. I feel like it's going to be... One hour and 44 minutes of women talking. What if it was a silent film? Uh, <laughs> uh, I like that idea. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Kentucky minus six tonight uh, on the road at Vanderbilt. I, I just think they match up so well against a team with no size. Florida State, by the way, a system pick tonight, plus three at home against 20th-ranked Miami 
system had a bad weekend, but it is going to bounce back strong. Not tonight. This week. Take the Seminoles. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Everywhere y'all, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it all.